Hello, everybody of the world. Uh, my name is Chase Young, and welcome to episode one of MensaCast. I'm joined today by my co-host. Hello, if you'd like to introduce yourself here. Hello, I'm Jet Gold, and I'm proud to be here with you, as always, on the MensaCast. We have a variety of topics we're excited to get into today and continue to expand our understanding of this beautiful world. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm just ecstatic to be here. Um, I'm for those who don't know, I'm actually uh, I'm new to the the Mensa uh, social media team, and uh, I'm very honored, really, to be representing such an amazing, uh, an amazing org- organization. I uh, I I was, uh, admittedly, you know, you can hear it in my voice here, shaking a little bit. I was nervous um, because where do you start with something like this uh, to bring you know knowledge to the world to make it a better place? In the same way, you know, Prometheus stole fire and hit it in the fennel seed and brought it to humanity, uh, where do you even begin? But uh, with a little bit of reassurance from my, my new compatriot and friend, uh, Jet Gold, I'm, I'm very excited and I've found newfound confidence uh, for this project. So Absolutely. Uh, and I, I think the yeah. important thing there, Chase, is just that we're approaching it from a careful angle, right? We're not absolutely too concerned yeah. exactly with what that outcome might be, but we're trying to approach it with a calm demeanor. We're being considerate about the the way that we're speaking about things, the, the types of topics that we're speaking about, how they might impact mm-hmm. our audience, what that mm-hmm. audience is. But I think in general, your attitude has really ameliorated the entire atmosphere on MensaCast, and I'm looking forward to the future. Me too. And I'm, and I'm so glad you said that. The, the carefulness with which we approach these topics is key. I'm actually, I don't know if you know about my, my, my past, but I, I'm, I, I, I'm just hopping off of another podcast where my co-hosts, they, they were very brazen and, and flippant with the way they approached a lot of topics and I found it a very uh let's say venomous in some in some uh points. So I'm I'm really I'm really very excited to as a new, more considerate, more let's say reverent co host, uh I'm excited for, for what we're going to accomplish. Jet, uh I, I heard that you had some topics prepared for today. That's uh, that's right, might, Chase. So yeah, yeah. I've I've just been, you know, keeping up with some of the latest and greatest information in our sphere here on Mensa. We have a nice subform, of course, where we exchange information and talk about mm-hmm. current events and topics, particularly in the world of health and science. And something that I found very interesting, and I thought you could talk about perhaps with some of your appropriate backgrounds, is the push to increase the limits that we have on seabed mining. A lot of people, of course, arguing that it's going to be too destructive, and we're, we're just not aware of the ecological impact overall um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that we've kind of tucked away into the corner, into the shadows of our culture and haven't really considered very much. You're hearing some people talk now about what a you know, progressive alternative could be to seabed mining. Um, for many, finding some of those same minerals is something that could be possibly answered by space exploration, perhaps mining on the moon if, it's, if mm. it can be made fiscally mm. appropriate. What do you think about that? Well, Jet, it is such a complex topic, and uh, I'm very excited to actually be just diving right into it. It's it's also one that is uh, very um it's very divisive seabed mining. I uh, on on one hand you have the camp which is pro seabed mining, which is of course the uh, it, it, it posits that the exploration into the ocean to to extract materials which would otherwise be you know more, more difficult to find near the surface of of you know the land above water. Correct. Very true. Uh, yeah, I I do feel like that is an, it is an, it would be important. Those materials could be considered valuable in some cases to some people, uh, for some means, whatever they might be. Uh, on the other hand, you know we have the ecological devastation, you know, which which could be considered. I'm sure you've heard of the Great Barrier Reef. So you know, there's this really two really very important camps that need to be um, discussed here. Uh, and you know, I, I think you would agree with me there. I think it's um, very important to to keep both sides in mind, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. There's, there's a you lot know, of I, I, the lobbying mm-hmm. as well. I've heard this from my friend who uh, did, yes. did an internship at the ISA. That's the International Seabed Authority, for those who aren't familiar. And um, it, it, it's a tricky thing because we like to make these issues very divisive and black and white, creating a, a stark mm-hmm. contrast between the two potential ways that we could move forward as a culture and society through this kind of issue. But Ultimately, we have to realize that both sides, um, both choices on this path are going to benefit humanity. It's more yeah. so a question of what that mm-hmm. cost-benefit analysis will be, right? Where are we willing right. to make the sacrifices yeah. in terms of convenience, in terms of 
economic convenience, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree completely. You know, something I've always said is the uh, the safest place is on the fence because that's where you have the best view of both sides. Right. Uh, right. And I, you know, that's that's somewhere that I think a lot of people should really reconsider to 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 group up on. Now, what um, I'm especially I, I, yeah, pardon no, me, Chase. I don't mean to interrupt, but I no, please. I wanted to know based on your experience. I know you did your your uh, your post grad at Yale, and I know in the mm. law department there there was a lot of talk about not wanting to jump to conclusions in regards to matters that involve um, what what we'd call, I guess, um, international. Uh, property, right? Because there's this sense that um, you can't really have a jurisdiction when it comes to the ocean floor. And I, I don't know a lot about this topic. I, I had a brief experience in my master's in public policy, uh, which is mostly involving uh, national matters, really, and, and matters of, of borders. Right. And, of and, course. and of course, all the subdivisions we find in that, even in this, this lovely country of the United States of America. But I was curious from your perspective, Chase, is this a matter that we can really approach as an entire globe? Can we handle this problem together, or does it still need to be stratified into some kind of legal division so we can even begin to do the work that needs to be done? Well, I think that's a question of um, unity and a, and a question of, uh, of teamwork, especially on a global scale. You know, when you, when you really... Um, you know, shrink down the matters into a, a much smaller sort of uh, uh, ecosystem. You can see there's a lot of conflict, not only uh, you know on on a grand scale between you know adults, but also between children. This is something that people are starting a, with at a very young age. I've actually interesting done a lot of research uh, into the psychology of children. I actually read a, a, an ethnography recently called "The Laws and Language of School Children," which sort of explores this idea of conflict and how conflict is resolved within the minds of children. Uh, specifically, it was in the 1950s. Uh, in the, I believe it was the western and northwestern parts of the UK, um, and so I, I really do think that this idea of uh, conflict, which is something that you know has two key uh, individuals or, or, or uh, groups or I guess uh, uh, singular entities at odds with each other, this is something I think we would need to resolve before we can really tackle that issue. This idea of conflict and this idea, which because it, it keeps us apart, really, in, in in the long long term of things. And I I, I do apologize, you know, because I, I am trying to keep my composure. You can probably hear it in my voice. Right. I'm getting quite emotional about this because this is something I feel very strongly Chase, about. Chase, but, if you don't if you don't mind, I'd like to ask. I am sure, on behalf of some of the people who might be listening from home today, some people might mm-hmm. put forth a conjecture saying that. Perhaps this type of conflict is a necessary force in continuing the human race, right? So we we hear people like Steven Pinker famously saying that conflict is the inspiration for all progress. Do you Mm -hmm. – how do you think we can sort of rein these people in to at the very least compromise and work with people who may be struggling on the other end of this issue in order for us to push forward perhaps in cooperation? Well, it's a it's a troublesome thing to 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 bring up, I I think, because um just the mere mention of this is going to get people very upset. I feel, but I do. I'm very glad that you did. I do think it's an important thing that we need to talk about this this um learning to work with one another specifically in regards to resolving conflict. I think is an important step forward. Though although it, it could be said that conflict does in fact uh, breed, let's say, ingenuity right. and uh, this idea that you know it, w- without odds there can be no. Uh, a reason to grow or no, uh, uh, you know, drive to to move forward and perhaps overcome whatever hurdles may be in front of us. But I personally think, and this is you know just a personal belief, so you can hold this, uh, you know, not too close to your heart. I feel like just kind of examining this from the forefront might be uh, uh, wise. But I don't think that conflict is necessary for us as a species. And, you know, I, I understand that might be uh, controversial to say, but right. I do think it's true. And I do, and before you interrupt me, because I feel like I, you're about to, um, I will say, uh, I, in regards to mining uh, in, in space, I actually, I don't know if you knew this, but there's a meteor currently passing through our solar system. I believe it's E3045. Um, it was uh, yes, recently yeah. discovered, yes, yeah, 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 uh, by by Elon Musk, who um, insisted that we 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 launch a, a rocket into space to mine some of the valuable platinum, which was right. embedded deep within its core. I believe it was worth something around the ballpark of thirteen trillion dollars U.S. Yeah, um, yeah or um, well, I I think maybe maybe twenty five trillion dollars Canadian. Sorry, continue, please. It's, it's okay, Chase. I just think maybe um, maybe your considerations need to reincorporate 
the positive attributes of these sort of um, fiscal consequences for some of these things that you may deem as creating conflict or being divisive, right? If we consider that um, those those profits we could potentially procure from such a large amount of precious metals, right? Considering sort of mm. asteroid mining right. and other such technologies, wouldn't you consider it as a, a great way to kickstart the change in the seabed mining industry to start pushing well, that's what it really, pushing things yeah. away with the proper funding to research what's going on finally that's what it really does come back to is the seabed mining and um and, and this is i think why we're examining this so closely is because at the very core of this issue is the issue of seabed mining and um the devastation i'm sure you've heard of the great barrier reef uh so i, I i'm glad you i'm glad you said that i really am glad you said that I'm I'm glad I said it too because I I think it's important for you Chase you know to be considering both sides of this argument especially as it becomes something that I know I know you have friends on on both <clears> sides <throat> of the aisle I know your your ex-wife famously lobbied um against the ISA um I believe that was after she did her internship at the Jackson School um Yes, yes. And I, I would thank you and I I do apologize we can edit this out if necessary. I would appreciate not bringing up my ex-wife I I, I, I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't make oh, this that's, obvious that's to you. That's fine, Chase. I'm. I'm sorry. No, okay. I didn't, no, that's I didn't realize all right. that's that was okay, part Chad. of the the premise. Yeah. No, I I understand. It's a bit of a sore subject, but I. It's okay. I'm glad. I'm so glad you brought that up, so we could clear that and, up and uh, maybe, as soon as possible. Yeah, maybe just to segue things to kind of get away from the sensitivity of the seabed mm-hmm. mining. I, I'd like to transfer this dialogue over to the um, what what a lot of people might not know is a, a very connected issue. Um, mm. involving the distribution of water purification tablets. So through a lot of humanitarian... Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of humanitarian organizations right now are um, right. trying to basically change their format from uh, delivering uh, filtration systems, right, which has been commonly used since, I don't know, maybe that was 65 or 66, to now focusing so. on yeah. the tablets, right, instead. Um, and those tablets obviously being very dependent on certain minerals that we get from the sea. So I'm just wondering how you would feel about the humanitarian effects of perhaps trying to to limit what's going on when it comes to seabed mining and and looking at um, alternatives, like we said, on the moon. Well, you know, and I'm so glad you brought this up. This is uh, quite a divisive topic, really, especially in regards to how it connects to seabed mining and uh, how that might connect indeed to extraterrestrial mining and excavation sites. Uh, I do think that when it comes to the capsules, which are can be used for, to, for water filtration, as you said, uh, I don't know, I believe it was um, around 65 is when um, uh, water filtration think, systems think really 66, began. 66, yeah. 66, the year 60, right, I believe that was right. the, the, I believe it was the Stanford Binet system, which became, uh, the, the standard, uh, especially in a lot of humanitarian projects across yeah, the UNICEF, world. UNICEF, I think, was a late adopter, but I think generally that was. Oh, and we all, we all know how that turned out. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, 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 you're absolutely correct in that regard. Um, in, in regards to, uh, the, the actual minerals necessary for the water purification, I, and, you know, I, I'm actually quite firm in my belief that, uh, you know, there's no real, uh, there's no real way to approach this, you know, in a kind way that really is considerate of uh, of, of not only the feelings of, you know, the, the pro uh, camp, but also the, the, the con camp or the, the anti camp. Um, Chase, you know, how, I, can I, we, how can we carefully address this issue without obfuscating the consequences for um, either the seabed floor or for humanitarian causes across the globe? Well, Jet... And I'm so glad you asked that. <clears throat> I of course it it. it <laughs> sorry, um, Jed. I'm so glad you asked that. Uh, I I I I do think that in, in in regards to resolving this particular issue, um, like you said, there is a, a a lot of ways that we could obfuscate the actual goal in mind. Because when considering either side of of uh, of the debate, you know, you may be you may be tempted to sugarcoat things or uh, blunten some, you know, I- I- some uh, tactics or, or ideas right. that you want to put put forward. There's been a lot uh, of but sensationalism, do, yeah. particularly on this topic. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of buzzwords around this one. I've, it's been, you know, the Twitter sphere has been you know, humming uh, with, with ideas surrounding this. It's, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, but I do think at the end of the day, 
it would benefit us more than anything to uh, resolve this issue um, because I'm not sure how aware of this you are. Uh, many places in the I'm world, aware, around the yeah. globe, yeah, okay, okay. Many places around the world are, um, well, I'll say this for the audience, are bereft of clean drinking water. So I, I think it would really just be beneficial to, to all of us, you know, not just as uh, United States yeah. citizens or citizens of the UK or even citizens Completely of Japan. Bereft. Yeah. Or can yeah, or Canadian. That's right. Uh, There's Canadians. There are, yes, and we need to consider that too when uh, when approaching this subject. Uh, I think it would really benefit us all and on a humanitarian level to uh, clean up that water, you know, uh, which is, I believe, I actually believe that that is a tagline that UNICEF is using in some of their campaigns for these these pills which clean up the water, which and, is let's clean up that water. It's quite deceptive, I would say. A very, very, um, not a not so transparent tagline. I, I would say it's it's masking the real issues. I would say with. A very easy to digest, um, you could say a tablet that is quite friendly for the masses, but perhaps not considering all the nuance of such a impactful, universal topic such mm -hmm. as this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, that is the thing is that there, there's very little consideration for the long term effects that this would have on the environment. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the Great Barrier Reef. And uh, so I, I think it is important to consider not only the short term and the midterm, but the long term and the very long That's term right. as well in regards to the aggregation of these these different minerals necessary. Yeah, yeah per absolutely. particularly the very long term, which is something I I, um, I recall from some of my short study I did at the uh, the World Warehouse in, in Copenhagen was that there was mm -hmm. there was a few different sectors in the facility um, and it was all clearly truncated based on the type of timeline we we're considering. And I remember I was there with my, uh, what was his name, my, my buddy Pete, uh, Pete Jacobs, mm. that's right, and um, mm -hmm. th there was. An I actually interesting... read his book recently. That, that's that's a that's what, quite a coincidence. I read his book. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. It's it's okay. I just I think um, I think you should have expressed your appreciation for Pete. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm. Of course. Um. I. I. I think that. Pete Jacobs, uh, a lot of you don't know, is a very acclaimed author. He, uh, he he's actually the the top of his field in a quite niche area of of, uh, of bio. It's, ver bio it's very niche, yeah. Yeah, biobiology. Uh, a lot of people don't actually know that. It Within sounds the bioengineering uh, sector, but, he's he's mm -hmm. quite a um, he's quite an accolade. But you know, of course, I mean, uh, our initial connection was Iron Man Australia. Um, mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yes. I, I've been doing. I don't know for. Almost, almost two decades now, um, mm. but but we initially met at sort of the 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 latter leg. Um, I think it was about three point three point eight kilometers swimming, and uh, all along mm -hmm. the the eastern Australian coast, it was quite quite beautiful. But that was probably the first moment where I started really considering what might be going on out there, deep. Yeah, yeah, deep deep off the eastern Australian coast, and it's actually quite funny. That you mentioned that because that actually is, and, and as I said before, uh, Pete Jacobs is of course the uh, the head in the study of biobiology, which a lot of people sound think sounds redundant, oh, but is actually, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's it's actually a real field if you believe it. Uh, do some research, you know, you can Google it. I'm sure I don't need to explain to our listeners. They, yeah, I'm I sure they I know. Think, I think if they follow the right sources, they should be able to put that together. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But uh, that is actually. Um, east of the east coast of australia is, that actually is yeah. where a lot of his studies tended to stem from and um i'm sure you've heard of the great barrier reef um and uh you know how how its effects on and and, and so uh, just to, i want to get back to my um my no, story. Yeah, please absolutely i'm so sorry it's totally fine it's just with when we were working in that warehouse um, i was i was doing a, sh a short study there in in copenhagen we realized such a such a clear distinction between the types of timelines that we were considering for what kind of food supplements, what kind of dietary and vitamins we might need. Um, that it was it was such a a different way of viewing reality that really perplexed most of us. Even as um, interns had been preparing for such a situation like that for a, for a very long time, and part of that sort of calculus of trying to assess where your value fits on each of these timelines is I think exactly what brings people together in such brilliant organizations. Because um, having the, the sort of clarity to, uh, to create those correct decisions based on when you need to be making them 
is uh, easily one of the, the greatest and most fulfilling challenges, I would say, of my or, or most academics' professional life. And would you say that this is a, a fair way to analyze how we might approach such issues, such as water? Yeah, yeah, I think so. And especially as uh, any uh, concepts so universal as water, at least in an anthropocentric universe. Right. Uh, I, and, and it's, it's interesting that you also brought up the, uh, the different studies of timelines and, and how we construct them. Um, and I, I've noticed, and this is just on my own personal studies, I've noticed a very clear and specific survivorship bias based on the study of timelines and how often we consider long term to be much more important than short term. Right. Um, Though, when you really look at it and really understand and, and consider the, as the aforementioned survivorship bias, you'll, you'll come to see that short-term decisions come and go so much more fast, uh, that, that it, it's almost imperceivable and, 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 uh, you wouldn't consider them right. quite as much. Cause every, everybody can think about the long-term, but very few people are thinking about the short-term. So, I've actually been, um, studying on a, a, uh, a dissertation. <clears throat> I've been writing it, excuse me, uh, writing a dissertation on the importance of short-term thinking. Has, has this it's been called, part uh, of your, your residency, or is this just an independent work? No, this is actually, this is part of my, my tenure at the uh, the University of Doshisha in, in Kyoto. Um, oh, that's right. So, yeah, no, it's okay, I understand. Uh, but I, I digress. Um, I, it's the, the dissertation is titled, Forget Your Tomorrow, Live for the Next 20 Seconds. Um, right, and right. it's spe- specifically in regards to how uh, one person's decision-making should never extend beyond what will happen within the next 20 seconds to them based on their own calculations of what is, you know, going to immediately happen. Of course, you know, it becomes more difficult in, in, in situations where you cannot predict what could possibly happen for you. For example, when you're walking outside in the rain, you cannot exactly predict what's going to fall on your head, but you have a pretty good idea. And from what I understand, Chase, this is a, oh, pardon me for interrupting, by the way, but this, this from what I understand, is quite a, uh, a seminal kind of... Uh, mm disruptive concept in the mm-hmm. sociological sphere that you're presenting it is that accurate yeah i i i would say that's and why do you think I, there's I, so much pushback is this is it something to do with how people might be perceiving our our role as the humans that will transcend into the technological mm. realm is it is it something about this sort of futuristic paradigm we're in where now we start to question the distinction between reality and fantasy between flesh and technology, um, particularly as it pertains to time management, sort of seeing, and again, I'm, I'm very glad you brought that up earlier, the difference between a long time and a very, very long time. Uh, those, mm-hmm. This is sort of um, trade jargon, right? Not exactly the terms we'd use strictly in mm-hmm. our papers, mm-hmm. but there's a clear distinction to be made and something to be said about the kind of convoluted nature of our internal mechanisms, which we can attempt to project a sense of what what time is onto reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if, if I'm so sorry, but let me, I think I, I know exactly how to answer your question and, and I'll, I'll ask you to, to bear with me for a moment. I'm going to of course, Chase. throw a few, I'm, I'm going to throw a few words at you and I would like aloud. you to, yeah. of course, but I, I, I believe me, I've done all my thinking. I need to, I'm going to throw a couple words at you and I want to, I want to see how they hit you. Copernicus, Galileo, Shakespeare, Gallagher, the comedian. Right. King's College London. That's what they have in common, mm-hmm. right? That's exactly right. And uh, another thing they have in common is that they're all groundbreaking in their respective fields. Of course. Uh, and uh, in my field of microsociology, uh, in specifically regards to the uh, the chronological uh, aberration, which is yeah. my... I'm actually coining this term for this new field, which I'm discovering. I, uh, I I do think it is important because it is disruptive in its very nature. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I'm ready and willing to die on the hill of ready living your willing. life for the next 20 seconds. Yes, ready and willing, absolutely, uh, to, to fight back against the, the naysayers and all those with dissenting opinions, specifically because I have faith in just how important this study is. So something I'm concerned um, about, Chase, I'm just going to express to you as your academic peer. And, certainly. And, and somewhat as your friend, but mostly as mm, your academic mm. peer, is I want to ask right. if you've kind of mulled through the um, potentially problematic aspects of this line of thinking in which you could be resorting to a sort of circular train of logic here, right? Because if we were to mm. say that this this premise of short-term, 20-second and under thinking being the superior option in all 
considerations, perhaps there could be something wrong with this premise if it can only be justified within that same amount of time being under 20 seconds. How would you deal with this? You know, that's a good question. I'm so glad you brought that up. Uh, the best part about this, and you're gonna you're gonna love this, Jed. I really I'm do think love you, this. I really yeah? do think that. Okay. Yeah, um, is within my method of thinking for the next twenty seconds and then repeating. Uh, I've I've been doing most of my studies in regards to that to sort of uh, speak to the the benefits and the efficacy of this method. Uh, and I found that within that method, that everything that I'm doing is exactly correct. So uh, I haven't needed to consider the uh the you know the negative side of things because luckily for me there actually is no negative side of things i found so well um, i'll be curious to see how far your paper makes it in peer review yeah. just because you know you know what they've all been saying you know about how oh i know what they've been saying yeah the climate and you know it's just the inflation and the seabed mining yeah yeah there's implications really, uh, to these things uh yeah that Chase. a lot of people just don't consider yeah yeah you should yeah, but, you um, should consider how all these things are going to affect your paper and how your your paper i mean your resources right now i'm just i just think chase i'm i like you should you should be considering similar to myself how your time is spent right now and how this might affect the real issues right when we think about oh, well i'm purifying water considering very deeply the minerals that we need from the very deep recesses of every ocean on this planet believe me i i'm considering my time very okay deeply specifically the next 20 seconds um and uh and i would like to answer your concern with another concern how do you think my paper will affect these issues well i think and that's something i've mm -hmm. please go ahead i i think i am i'm very concerned that your paper could specifically hit a few people up high in the isa who i know are connected to your field a few people Mm. who i know are reading the same journals the people who are similar backgrounds tennessee school of sleep science and i just don't want to see what happened before happened here in regards to the deep seabed mining industry because i think you are pushing a narrative that is going to be complementary to certain points of view um, but at at worst expository and inflammatory of others at the end of the day chase well Really, at the end of things, and this is might be a very overly simplistic way of looking at it, but uh, I live by the motto of if you, you're not doing anything wrong in an academic sense, then you have nothing to hide and you have nothing to be exposed. So, right, uh, right. I, th- I think I think we'll come up to see a lot of um, it, as my paper continues to come out in any uh, any papers after that as well on the same subject. Galileo regarding was this. was quite famous mm. for discovering changes in the the Earth's uh, shape. And that's right. I'm wondering I if, that. if yeah. you are worried if you are Galileo or if you are Galileo's father, right? Which end of this problem do you think you're going to be sitting on? This is the, the type of things that I think maybe if you'd spent a little less time in the kind of the schmoozing, the back lounge, I, I think maybe okay. less well, time with Vanessa. Now, now that's a bit, that's, Okay. Well, okay, Jen. We know That's, we know she, it was a distraction. No, no. It was a distraction from okay, your work. Okay. Well, a distract it's it's everybody's We all have a common all, goal every, here. Everybody I'm not, has I'm their saying vices. This as your as your friend. I'm, no, and I understand that and I and I, I appreciate that and I'm so glad you said this, but I I I'm I also have I I I don't understand how this could possibly bear on the subject at hand, Jet, and I would appreciate it as your friend and as your academic as your academic peer. peer yes. I'm sure you've heard of the Great Barrier Reef, so I don't. Th- I don't feel like I don't need to say much more about that. I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Could you? Please. Uh, I, it, I, I think I may have missed the last portion there, but from what I'm understanding, this is a professional issue, and I I'm well, glad is, that you're it's, bringing it's it up extending on into a the social issue to, to demonstrate mm. to our audience proper discourse, right? How we can, uh, in a similar similar way that we alluded to earlier trying to perhaps heal the wounds that manifest in adult academic spheres by attempting to re-navigate it through the eyes of a, a younger version of yourself, Chase. If you will remember, you were uh, quite the 
the the accomplished student when you were just a senior in high school, if I remember correctly. That's that's right. Sort of climbing the chair of the the uh, your local school's economics department before you'd even graduated high school. So I want to see that kind of ambition, um, as we should all continue to have that ambition. Uh, approaching a increasingly dire time where places like the Mensa podcast are really going to be instrumental in keeping the selective focus of our academic community on target. You know what, Jet? I think... Um, on target, Chase. I, I, I think I, you'd agree with that. Right. No, I, Jet, I, I, I appreciate what you're saying, and I'm so glad you did say what you said. I'm, your pieces, I feel, very important. But I think what is would be most beneficial to everybody, uh, not only me and yourself, but also the listeners, is we took a step back. We, we reconsidered the choices right. of topics that we're, we're jumping into and the here specifically. That we're saying, maybe with a more yeah, careful in regards approach. Specifically, yes. Oh my God. Um, holy fucking shit, dude. I don't know if I can do this much longer. Uh, Chase, I need you to focus. I need you to focus for the Mensa viewers here. I think you're letting down a lot uh-huh. of people. I don't. You know what, Jay? You're letting down me, Chase. Oh, I'm so fucking sorry. Mr. Gold, truly and honestly, I am. But you know what? What will it's, Aurelius it's more di- think? What, you know, will, what will Aurelius think when he when he hears this? You podcast? know what? You, you know what? Fuck Aurelius and fuck you, Jet. I don't need you bringing up Vanessa. I don't need you bringing up my ex-wife. This is absurdly unprofessional, and I cannot believe that you're showcasing this on my first you're being episode, Jet. Chase, I am being not. I am not being preposterous, and you're I would ask our viewers to consider. Hey, this is do you hear uncool and unrepresentative of, of the value. Hey, 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 do you hear that, Jet? Fuck you. Hey. Get oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hey, put that down. Yo, what the fuck? No, 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 no. Oh, my God. Stop. And that's what you get for being smart, you dickhead. What the We're fuck, you guys? We're taking these mics. No, no, no. Wires Club's no. back. No, fuck. Oh, man, come on. It's been way God. too long since we did one of these. Oh, it's been a God. week! And it's mean? been a longest, fucking week! Longest week and day of our lives. Are you, oh. wearing, are you wearing a bow tie? I. It's mandatory. You're not allowed to enter the Mensa building without one. Which, by the way, you're not even supposed to fucking be here, let alone fucking killing my co-host! What the fuck is wrong with you? We got... It turns out, mm-hmm. on Labor Day, yeah. uh-huh, if you just tell people that you're extending Labor Day buy a day people just won't come in they won't come in and they'll leave their ids out on their desk do you know how easy it is to find people a part of mensa just by searching email addresses it's i fucking told them that they should not have outsourced their 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 security team from previous think geek employees dude i told them that it wouldn't be good i told them that it wouldn't work out (laughs) my think geek insider finally paid off (laughs) <laughs> you're your long con. I can't. No, I can't be laughing. You just killed my you fucking ghost. You missed us. You missed us. Oh you missed my us. god! See, you're laughing Guys, at all of our jokes. We weren't even. We weren't even fucking done with the podcast yet. We were. We didn't get to one fucking episode. Come on, man. Well, hold on. You can what? still do the episode. Yeah, you can still go. We're here oh, now. You gonna talk to me about what we were talking about? Yeah, sure. Uh, whatever. Whatever I the fuck. What, I I feel like me and Jackson, if we put our heads together, we can make at least one Mensa member. Yeah, we we have the IQ equivalent of a Mensa member. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Do you di- just for the next thirty minutes? Okay. Take this seriously, please. Okay. Yeah. No. No. Okay. We we, we are friends. We're we're your friends. We, we can. Okay. We can we're this. friends, but right now we have to be academic colleagues because otherwise you're not gonna be able to fucking you're not gonna be able to catch up with with Jack Gold. All right. Hey. He was, hey. Uh huh. You have our word. Okay. Hold on. <clears throat> Hold on. Before you, me... he's, he's still wiggling. Hold on. Just fucking <laughs> stop. <clears throat> Jesus. Jesus, dude. What? He was still moving. My... He was still My moving. God. We could have taken him to the fucking hospital. Whatever. Okay. Hang on. Whatever, I gotta, dude. You dust off my fucking shirt. I got some blood on my fucking bow tie, dickhead. <clears throat> okay, okay, okay. I'm gonna... <clears throat> Sorry about that interruption, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Mensa cast, episode one. Um, Snookums. Oh. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Do it over, do Please. it over. Okay. So, 
as we were talking about, we were just Schnucker. talking about my my. <laughs> do it over, do it over. Do it, go, go. Sorry, we gotta get it out. We gotta get it. We gotta get it. We gotta get it out. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Okay, wasn't ready. Okay. okay, 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 okay. Please don't do that again. Okay. okay. I'm sorry about the interruption, everybody. Welcome back to the Mensa Cast episode one with my new co-hosts Robert Fergosi and Jackson Ward. Uh, welcome. Uh, Jet Gold unfortunately had to step away, uh, but let's get back. Oh, he got stepped, all right. Yeah, he sure got stepped. <sighs> on. Yeah, sorry, we, yeah. we stepped on him. They validate parking here? No, they don't fucking validate parking here. Not for non-members, dude. Validate parking for my car, so uh. I can drive real far. Crap of the rapper. <laughs> You missed us. You missed Shut us, the dude. fuck up. Oh, my God. Okay. <clears throat> Before the break, uh, we were talking about the efficacy and the, the uh, ramifications of seabed mining, uh, specifically off the eastern coast of Australia. Uh, boys, if you could please weigh in on it. Um, what do you think the pros and cons of seabed mining, specifically for the acquisition of minerals used in tablets used to purify water across the world are? Pros and cons I, if, you have, uh, if you're in a camp. I don't play Minecraft. No. No, it's for your controllers, dummy. Oh! No, 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 no. I'm talking about seabed, mi seabed mining, like, like going underground with drills and, uh, and mining minerals. That's the shit they do in Splatoon, right? And what are those minerals for? They're for t water purifying tablets, and no, they don't do that in Splatoon. What do you mean? Oh, I thought, I thought it was like mining for like the little things that you could turn into computer chips. I thought it was like a Splatoon thing. Like, it sounded like Salmon Run. No. This Salmon is a video Run game podcast, right? No, no, it's MensaCast, dude. Do you even read what academic journals? See, what does that mean? Which part? Which part does what Mensa mean? MensaCast. Mensa, well, Mensa is... Mensa means... Um, you your watermelon? Mensa... Why does watermelon you know, have a bow tie? I don't know. What, <laughs> uh, well, he, well, <laughs> what the yeah, fuck? He's a, he's a member. I don't know if I didn't think... He's I got little glasses and a bow tie and suspenders. <laughs> like, what the That's fuck? That's so cute. Yeah. You, uh, we could have just had watermelon let us in. You know... Why are you ignoring what, our emails? I don't actually know what Mensa means now that I think about it. Um, Man, Mensa, I think it means, dude. <laughs> what? what? Mensa, Mensa Vine, dude. Are you making Vine references in the fucking Seattle Mensa headquarters? Member, oh, ma whatever. Members of everything. I'm pretty sure it means table in Spanish. And at least. nothing. No, that's Mesa. That's Mesa. Oh, and you call thought, yourself a Mensa you call, member? Uh, yeah, hey, I, I, hey, I was here? spitballing. I'm trying. To, I don't fucking know language, dude. What are you talking about? I okay. Look, clearly you don't have an opinion on seabed mining, so let's move on. Okay, how about this? I was talking about my my tenure dissertation from Doshishi University, talking about uh, the importance. Oh, Doshishi. Of <laughs> don't laugh at that. <laughs> oh, Doshishi. Oh, Doshishi. That's not. That's don't laugh at that. That's not. That's nothing. Talk that's about. Talk that. about. Talk about your tent thing. Talk about your tennis. It's a tenure, okay, and it's at the Shishi University, all right. Shishi. And I, it was specifically a shut the fuck up. I'm a micro crawling micro. Fuck, oh my god! I don't even know the word. <laughs> Would you take your fucking balaclavas off? I can't fucking take you seriously. Oh, if I can't sorry. see your faces. Yeah, my bad. I just completely forgot they were off. How did you know it was us? <laughs> <laughs> you missed us. <laughs> Whoa, that's crazy. Okay, I got, okay, so check it out. Yeah? I did miss you. Uh-huh. But, like, see, I, I missed you, but I wish you could have made a more, I don't know, formal entrance instead of coming in and killing Jet Gold. You know, he had fucking three PhDs. That, that guy was contributing to society. And you, I, you fucking, I fucking, is, I pee out my D every day. I don't fucking. What the, f oh I my have, God. I have a pretty, that... I have a, I have a PhD too. Pretty hard dick. Oh, that I used to sex the ladies. <laughs> that I used to fuck women. The, the same fucking gray matter that solved at least 200 different world crises is currently on the bottom of my fucking, my, my Doc Martin shoes. You fucking, Jesus Christ. How did you even do that? You guys are strong. Oh my God. It's not that hard to crush a human skull. We took steroids before coming in We here. juiced up. Oh, okay. Well, we that saw makes sense, uh, I guess. we saw the AEW all out pay per view and went. We could do that. We could do that even better. I watched the AEW scrum and I read the dirt sheets and I said I could do that. I could. Hang on. I could fight CM Punk. One sec. I'm gonna look something up real quick. Um, I thought you knew everything. Yeah, I thought you knew everything. Meant something. It's not. No, I'm just the po the point of IQ is that you can think faster or something. I don't actually know what it does. Uh, hang on. 
I have to I have to make sure of something. I heard it was to keep lower income families out of uh, rich neighborhoods. No, that's called redlining. I thought Ronald Reagan did that. I thought Redline was an anime. I thought the Redline um, was a metro. What was the prequel to Redline? Blue. No. Oh. Come on. <laughs> uh, okay, I just looked it up. Jet Gold had at least one racist paper, so I, I don't have to feel too bad about it. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah, so we no, did a I good just, thing. I had to justify it, and you know what? I fucking, whatever. I <sighs> Look, here's the thing about Mensa, is that, mm. like, I, I like to think that I got in because I'm smart, but, like, everybody here is so much smarter than me. It's so fucking annoying. I, uh, you, you wouldn't believe the amount of condescending that these people fucking do. And the thing is, like, I know that you guys condescend to me too sometimes, but, like, when you do it, it's, like, in jest. And when they do it, it's to, like, assert dominance, you know? Uh, which sucks, dick. When we do it, it's about cartoons and fucking good. When Which Mensa do. does it, it's about your upbringing. It's about your upbringing <laughs> and how you're better than everybody for some reason. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't. I don't you feel know, too I bad I about it. I used to know a lot of people who talked like they were in Mensa. Really? Yeah. What? Wh why did you used to know them? Well, I don't. I don't talk to them anymore. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Here's the thing. I used to know at least one person that talked like they were in Mensa. It was Jet Gold, and now I can't talk to him again because you killed him. Damn, that's so, crazy. This is a nice recording space, actually. Yeah, this it, is way better than my fucking room. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if Watermelon you knew this, agrees. but Mensa is a nonprofit organization that has sanctions by the government. So, like, all of this what? stuff is, like, ten huh? like thousands of dollars. Yeah. Do they pay for any of it? I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just on the social media team. I don't um, fucking... I, uh -huh. hmm. Did you uh, pay for any of this? Fuck no, no I didn't. The only reason I came here is because it was a better job. You know they're gonna pay me to be on this podcast. That's that's the only reason I want to finish this episode, so I still get my paycheck. Was that his drink? So, Are you drinking his drink? It's huh? it's root beer, and I don't even. Like oh, it. ugh, never mind. I got frat pay, um, from McDonald's. You're telling me that the government gives payouts to this nonprofit organization? Oh, better than giving payouts to Tesla. I don't fuck and you're me. telling me that my mm -hmm. taxes are going towards this podcast set? Well, not anymore. They're probably going to fucking... <coughs> I got whipped cream in my throat. I'm sorry. It's okay. And you claim to be the smartest member. I didn't claim that. You claim you to claim be... That. Robbie said you I was, and I, I denied that. it. You, you fucking claim you're the, you're the smartest member you're the of liars. You're the brains of the organization. Not the brains. I just... I just do the most of the work. I don't know. Are you I, sure? I, because you got some brains on your shoes. It's uh, not even my brains. That's Jet's brains. Would you at least say sorry a little bit to Jet Gold? Nah. I can't. What? Oh, I guess he's, it, dead. It he's meaningless. super dead. I can apologize to his racist family. Uh, well, you don't know if his family's racist. I, I'm pretty sure his family's racist. How can you tell? He was a mentos. Yeah. I don't think being in Mensa immediately makes you a racist. I don't know, I Chase. Think it makes Tell you, us. I, I think it makes you complacent, but I don't think it makes you racist. It just makes you almost racist. Are there it people makes in Mensa who believe in IQ and don't believe in IQ? Uh, Yeah, I'm in Mensa, and I think IQ is stupid. So, All right. Yeah. Maybe I'm just... Maybe, you know what? Maybe that's because I'm better than Mensa. Who knows? I don't know. We should I, make our own club of smart people. What would you want to call it? Liars Club. You know, that's not a bad idea, Robbie. <laughs> Except for the fact that we already have a YouTube channel called that. Um, so I think we can just keep doing that one and just say we're now a high IQ society. Can we actually, you know, so uh, Seattle, Mensa Seattle took over the Twitter. When we come back, I want to put back Bridgeburners Extraordinaire in the bio, but can we also put high IQ society in the bio? Can yeah. we put our business email? Uh, I don't know, maybe. Well, I mean, people apparently keep finding our business email. It just so happens that whatever they do, they reach out to me exclusively well, for no, some now reason. Now they're using it to reach out to you and me. I don't know why that is. We both have our business partners, emails like in bro. our Twitter bios. I guess so, but like even when we when we open up the the uh, Liars Club uh, Twitter Gmail account, and it's like, hey Chase, would you like to play a game? Uh, and when Jackson's the one who checks it the most frequently, it it can't help. It's, it's like a little bit annoying. I check right? it every I, I mean, day. Yeah, exactly. I check it like once every three days or something just because i like what? i like i like it when they they give us free games but what's up robbie uh so how about this uh -huh. we, okay we purchase a pack of puzzles of pattern okay. recognition puzzles from some website sure we give them the twilight <laughs> okay uh she'll create some type of like html java game that can be played in browser right uh and then we create a fake society of intelligent people 
And then say okay. that we're looking for members and we post all over uh, different Craigslists of different cities. And then we sell their information. Well, no, I don't. I, I don't oh. want their information. Maybe. Well, it, no, maybe neither I do I. It's, but I, I mean, a lot of companies do, and they'll they'll pay a lot of money for it too. Okay, so you're thinking about making some money off of this deal? Yeah, because I figure if they if it's like, hi, hey, you know, free IQ test, and then at the very end it's like, hey, we, we're calculating your IQ. Please put in your email, you know, and then we'll send you the results. Uh, and then and we get a bunch of emails, and we can sell that to Google. I don't no, know. I think we should do like an actual live meeting. Really? Like we like we rent out a space. You you talk about renting out a space for all sorts of shenanigans, and we never do it. Would it? Well, we check it out. Okay, hold okay. on. We rent out a space, and then we invite people and say, "Hey, we're having a convention. Where okay. We can discuss future plans of our team." Do you think? Do you think you're allowed to like legally put high IQ society in like the 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 bio of an organization if you aren't like confirmed? Yes. Do you have to legally be confirmed to be a high IQ society? I mean, I don't know how it works. Maybe. You're a member of Mensa, it's fine. <sighs> yeah, you know what? That's true. I think at least I I I would be willing to bet that each individually each of us individually have an IQ above like 125. So like we're basic, we're at least above average IQ society, you know. We did. So that's got it's got to count for something, right? We did those tests one time, and I was like, what nine, ten points under you? Uh, something like that. What 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 was your what was your IQ again? I'll I'll censor it. I don't fucking remember. Yeah, I I I don't actually know what mine is. Here's the fucked up thing: is that Mensa when you take the test, they don't actually give you like a number. I wonder at, at why. The end of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's because it's the the test is a Mensa test. It's not like the the Stanford Binet mm. or the or the Ultra Quiz or whatever the fuck it's called, the Mega 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 Test. Uh, and so I just know that I have to be above like 135, I think, to get in. I don't fucking know. So I think I'm about 138. If you know, so chew on that, idiots. Um, I'm saying this to everybody, I guess. Would it be uh, fucked up of me to eat a dead man's lunch? I mean, he's not gonna eat it. Uh, Robbie, you want half of this? What what's on it? I I don't know. It just looks like a like a normal grinder. It's like okay, so hmm. he was weird. Jet was weird. Um, he would always. So here are the two what? things Who he puts eats. coleslaw on a grinder. What the? That's fuck? I was about to say. Ew, he puts mind. coleslaw. That's what the potato chips are for. He usually puts them on, but he didn't like putting them on like when he prepared it because he doesn't want them to be soggy. The other thing he gets, and get this, the other thing he usually eats for lunch is sushi with peanut butter on it. That's what? Weird. That's fucked up, right? That's weird, right? Why do you have a double? Like, why do you have a love seat connected for his own setup? And why are you sitting in like a like a normal like studious chair? Why do he have a love seat? Well, he's. I mean, he's a he's a he's a senior member, and I'm I'm new, so I I didn't get the better. He, he was like, oh, I want this one, and I was like, ah, that's fine. There's not like even divots in any of like the left or right cushion. It's just like, did he sit on the crack of this love seat the entire time? That's weird. Oh. I don't fucking. He was a weird guy. He was he was eclectic. We'll say that he was eclectic. Um, <laughs> well, now he's a dead bitch. <laughs> shut the. Have some respect for the recently departed, would you? He's still warm, bro. Oh, he. I fucking smell him. The only thing pooped. we departed was his head from his body. Well, I mean, yeah, and we pooped. And he pooped. He pooped. He, va he voided his bowels. That's yucky. Should bro. watermelon be eaten? Oh, whatever. It's fine. It's. He's a bird. You know, they they descended from dinosaurs. You know, that's another thing that you would only know if you're smart from Mensa. Um, I that. Is that I think if you believe well, I dinosaurs guess have I feathers, guess you're, you're you're part of a you're part of a cult. <laughs> if you believe dinosaurs have feathers, uh, fuck you and I and die. You're in a cult. You've been brainwashed by Big Dino. Now you're drinking his drink. <sighs> yeah, it's good. He's oh, not gonna drink here. it. You can have my frappe. Mm, part of me it's pretty no. good part of me feels bad we interrupted this but also like you left us alone for a week what do you mean i left you that's you're talking like you're a fucking dog in a hot car you're adults you can make decisions for yourself you both have cars yeah and we drove here <laughs> and i know and you killed somebody i took the bus why did you take the bus did you not have gas money no i asked if you wanted me to <laughs> if you wanted a carpool yeah but i didn't want to admit it that's fine. Well, you're admitting it. You're admitting it now on recording. Yeah, but I feel like now's the best time to do it because I'm like, you know, in front of people. I didn't want to like embarrass myself in front of you guys. We're friends. We can we can be yeah, vulnerable we're with friends, each other. Dude, come on, man. Yeah, we can be vulnerable with you. Can be vulnerable with me and Jackson and the two thousand people listening to this right now. And watermelon. Okay. And watermelon. 
Then can I be honest about another thing? Sure. Yeah, of course, man. I don't really like Arizona green tea that much. Why not? Really? Why not? It's just kind of watery. You know what? But you... Mm -hmm. I agree with you. I like sugary drinks. Like, they got I, a lot of sugar in them. I don't like matcha. There was, um, when I was in the hospital in Kyoto... They, whenever they gave us the like the free meals, like oh, can you imagine paying four hundred dollars to stay in a hospital for for five days, including meals and and uh, anesthesia? Anyway, uh, imagine uh, <laughs> all all the all the free complimentary uh, two course meals that we got, including fish and sushi and and rice. Uh, they only they didn't give you water; they only gave you green tea with it. They didn't. Uh, there was like I was like, hey, can I get some water? I don't I don't really like green tea, and they were like, uh, no, sorry, and then they left. But um, huh. And I hated that. I fuck. I really, really did do not like green tea. It is too earthy for me. I don't. I mean, I don't like most teas. Um, it's just like if if something, check it out. If something has the consistency of water, and tastes like not water, and also it's hot, that's gross. I don't like. You that. You should have uh, lied and said that you were allergic to green tea. Ah, oh, fuck. You know, I should have lied to the doctors. You're right. Well, just about about my immune uh, my immune system. No, just like it's, it's fucking innocent thing to be like, ah, uh, I, I I'm allergic to some teas. I don't know if I can drink this. Ah, uh, and they'd be like, ah, yeah, sure, man. I don't, why are you speaking Japanese? Like, yeah, I'm the I did speak fluent English. I'm the English speaking doctor, so like, kind of you're kind of like, cute. Kind of <laughs> kind of looks bad on your part to assume that, but all right. You know, I'm in Mensa. And, and I was like, oh, f oh go Minnesota. You weren't in yeah, those Mensa. <laughs> no, no, the yeah. guy, the doctor was in yeah. Mensa, and he said that. Yeah, to go Minnesota, Gaijin. <laughs> Fucking Hakatone. <laughs> um, and he's white pig in Japanese. That's what. That's one of the shirts I'm selling on Clown Depot. That store. You can. It's fucking uh, Kairu Hakatone. Are you allowed to plug pig. your own stuff on a Mensa podcast? I mean, I'm pretty sure they're gonna fire me anyway. Like you, like I'm associated with you. You know they're 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 gonna hold me accountable for this, Can especially you... because we've been having a conversation for the past twenty minutes, and I haven't called the police yet. So, oh, it's you know. fine. You missed us. Nobody else is in the I've... building. Of course, I missed Breathing. you. I just look. I miss you guys. I just wish you could have given me a chance to do this. You know, we did <laughs> for thirty minutes. Yeah. Well, we. You know. Oh my god. It it, it, it traffic. <sighs> well. I miss you guys too, and uh, I'm excited to go back to the Liars Club compound, our our little two bedroom apartment with the bunk bed uh, and the gigantic uh, chair made of game cubes. You guys haven't sold any of my game cubes, have you? I'm gonna kill both of you. I'm gonna fucking do it. I'm gonna kill you both. You fucking oh, dickheads. You left us. We needed you, money. We didn't know when you were coming back, or if you were coming back. I, you know, my room here at the Mensa headquarters, which uh, is a 40-story building um, with armored windows and uh, uh, metal walls, which is the lore I'm making up right now, I had a really nice room. I had a really nice room, a, 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 a private room, too, with, like, a bathroom and a shower and everything. They so Every time I would go and do my Mensa chores, um, I would, you know, they would come back and they would give me a little uh, towel folded up like an elephant, you know? It was nice. It was like a carnival cruise, and now I and now I'm probably never gonna be able to come back here, dude. Well, that's fine, I guess. What, hey, I have a question for you. Is, what? That's fine. Don't worry. Why did everybody that was like walking around while we were trying to get to you carrying like a Scientology book? Um, I don't know. I I kind of just figured that they were studying it, maybe like doing a group project. I'd never really questioned it that much. I, yeah, I, I think it was like normal, but it was like. Everybody that we came across was carrying one of those books. Um, yeah, I don't know. I talked to Reverend Johnson about that. Uh, he's my higher up, and uh, he said that everybody was studying for the event. Um, and I don't know what the event is. I just figured some conference coming. Oh, excuse me, conference gonna coming drink up. The punch, bro. Yeah, no. He said uh, they're 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 um, gonna be making some really good fruit punch later. So I figured, you know, I'm 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 really excited about that. You were talking about how much you love sugary drinks, and I do, I do love sugary drinks and poisons. So I might be in for a two for one. I don't know what that means, but uh, you know, I I guess I can I guess I can miss it. Yo, here's the poison, thing. poison, poison. No, nah, poison. Not. I was doing Alice Cooper. I wasn't doing poison. Never trust a big butt in a smile. Yeah, we got Robbie now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we lost Robbie, and then we got him back immediately. Um. Well, when they you said know, me and the crew used to do her, what? that's that we're the crew. What is the 
like and do and do her is the Mensa building. And, we and, did that. Do, and do her is breaking into the Mensa building. And we and did that. killing. Did you? Uh, he's the only person you killed, right? You didn't kill anybody else. Sure. Okay, so you're lying. Sure. So you're, sure. so you're lying. Sure. You're lying, and now you're doing an Aki joke to easily deflect the fact that I, I know you're lying about I killing know people. I know sleeper holds. What the fuck? No, you don't. You know sleeper holds that if not immediately treated after the after going unconscious, the people will die. They're, they'll die. Of, they'll, they'll, their brain won't get enough oxygen, and they'll die. I know chokeholds. I brought tranquilizers. Let me see. Let me see your gun. Okay. Me, these are lethal rounds. This is this is these are horse tranquilizers. You had ketamine the whole time. You didn't I, share. I figured. Yeah. That the horse is basically the smartest pet. So you were accounting for the 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 size of the brain. Listen. That's uh-huh. where that's where the it goes. It, it goes up into the brain and makes you sleepy, and then you fall asleep. Robbie has a point. The horse is the dog of the animal world. What? That's true. No, it's not. What do you mean? The cat is the dog of the animal world. It's the got cat- four. It's four legs. It's small, and it lives uh, in your house. Cats and dogs are opposites. Fuck. You're right. It's like boys and girls. It's exa- exactly. And girls are else. girls are cats, and dogs are boys. Men. No, Men. no. I think cats are boys and dogs are also boys. Boys love dogs and women women love dogs but in a different way. Specifically white women. Women Fi- fish are boys. Uh-huh. Okay. Snakes are girls. Yeah, because they'd be trifling. Yeah. Uh ferrets are girls. <laughs> okay. No, I think ferrets are a very specific type of boy. No, ferrets it's- are girls. Really? It's smelling musty in here. Hamsters yeah, we, are girls. You killed a man, so. Hamsters Whoa. are, okay. Hamsters, okay. Um, Check it out. Uh-huh. Collecting Disney memorabilia before the year 2005 is boys, after the year 2005 is girls. Why specifically 2005? Because there are a lot of, like, old Disney heads that are, like, old, old men that collect all the pins and shit. Um, and now I think a lot of modern Disney fans are, like, Disney couples. Um, and I feel like usually, you know, girls are the sort of leading uh, force in boys that. Boys are uh-huh. Nickelodeon, Dan Schneider produced shows. Yeah, okay. Girls are Disney shows, Hannah Montana onward. Yeah. Uh, boys are SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Okay. Girls are... Patrick and they're gay. Can girls, I say girls are also, can, girls are also Rugrats? I think no girl, boys are Rugrats. Boys are Rugrats. Girls are Squidward. Uh, boy boys are boys are uh boys are Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Girls are Mrs. Puff and Pearl. I think boys are Mrs. I think boys are are Pearl. Really? Yeah. I guess so. Boys are definitely Mr. Krabs. I think uh. I think boys are GIMP, and girls are Photoshop. I, yeah. Boys are Linux, and girls are... Girls are Linux. Yeah, no. You know what? Girls are Linux, boys are Ubuntu, specifically. You know what? Yeah, what? This this boy is hungry. Does the Mensa building have a kitchen? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Do you guys want to go to the kitchen? Mmm... I don't know. I don't know what smart people eat. I'm kind of scared. Do they have any vegan stuff? Do they have vegan stuff? They got Soylent. Am I going to have to eat Soylent? I don't know, man. Do you want to steal from the Mensa building before we leave or not? Yes. Okay. I want Everybody, this equipment. thank you very much for listening to episode one and probably the final episode of the Mensa cast. I, 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 don't say that. You know, maybe maybe the, the people will come in. They'll see that it got a bit messy. Mm-hmm. We explain ourselves and water under the bridge. Maybe you come back for another tell, Mensacast. Tell, tell me. Fun. Okay, check it out. Uh, role play. Please come to your house. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Fergosi. Care to explain what you were doing on the 6th of September, 2022? Why, yes, uh, officer. I would totally be willing to talk to you about that. Would you like a drink of fruit punch? Okay, so you're going to kill the police officers that come to our house. No, 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 no. I'm just going to offer them some fruit punch punch you're saying i know what you're talking about you're talking about poisoning and killing police officers i didn't say that 
You said you were going to give them fruit punch in a very suspicious voice after 15 minutes ago talking about poison fruit punch. Allow me to introduce you to my tranquilizer rifle. Tranquilizer? And then I shoot them with my tranquilizer. With your horse tranquilizer that killed a bunch of people on the way in here. They're Everybody... not, they're fine! They're fine! I'm, going, oh to, I'm, going, to, I'm going to the kitchen. Everybody, to the thank kitchen. you very much. Uh, come back next week for episode 52 of Liars for coming? Hire. Are you coming I'm with coming. us or not? I'm coming. I have to end the podcast. Hang on. Oh my god, just turn the button. I'm, I'm, I'm turning off this mic. Bye. Fuck you. Jesus Christ. Thank you everybody for coming. Uh, fuck, hang on. I gotta go through my notes and see what the, the ending was. Where's the fucking... Come to the kitchen with us. Hang on, I have to fucking read the intro. The I'm, extra I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Okay, hang on, hang on. They I'm got going. individually no, packaged fruit snacks. Let the light of knowledge into your life. That's the fucking stupidest outro I've ever heard in my entire life. Okay, bye everybody. Thank you.